that's music to my ears. And hey, welcome in Doug Shiding with Rogue Cookers, going rogue. Do deuce dos part two part two part two yes part two part two yes, yes. nice yes our yes. first repeat uh, yeah. podcast welcome with, in with, Doug with Hayes. Guest, it's man. fantastic to have you really? back again first repeat first, first, first repeat. repeat that's cool yeah speaking of going rogue what happened today John. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk barbecue. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's hear the story, John. You know, kind of like uh, barbecue fails. Let's okay, start off right this, now. This, 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 this is, is a fail. Let me tell fail. you exactly okay. what happened, and I feel like an ass. Uh, <laughs> basically, I'm getting geared up for a cook off this weekend. Went and got the trailer, was cleaning it out. My wife and her uh, and and their wives are cooking this weekend with us, and she was like, "Hey, we need to go get." Our meats. I was like, oh, "Cool, I'll go with you." As soon as she said it, and the, the way today went, I completely forgot. As I'm like trying to walk out the door to go to the store, I'm like, "Fuck, I don't have my phone." And then I look at my watch and I see a text from Alden that says, "John, are you dead?" I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> no. like, oh my god, shit, we're podcasting. And so I spent the next twenty minutes looking for my phone, which was in the camper, which I had moved around the corner. Uh, anyways, I'm here. Yeah, yeah well, you're here. You didn't start without me, guys. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's true. You this have the true. PC. I, you know what? Here's still John. John is like such a uh, what, what control freak. He takes every piece of equipment with him when he it's leaves. My laptop. I, I don't. I don't know how many SD cards I have purchased, but each time, each time we we, we take one, right? And right. Uh, each time he takes one, I'm like, we could just actually start. We we, we couldn't record like. With you, but I we, have to take the do, SD card so I can edit the episode. We could do something. Look, They're not disposable though. Like you can reuse yeah, the SD card. Yes, I, I do. Re- oh, okay. okay. Anyways, you know okay, good. It's yeah. Thanks for being on, Doug. Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta <laughs> grab and drop. Grab and drop. Hey, yeah. I'd like to welcome you to my show. Thank you for attending. <laughs> 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 I, I love it. <laughs> That's so, awesome. What, what's been new, Doug? I, I know uh, we, we've navigated uh, a little bit of this this coronavirus. 2020 now now we got into 2021 yeah. texas things, says we're done texas <laughs> says hey we had enough so we're starting <laughs> to open up back again what, what's new with doug what are you up to these days um actually a couple weeks ago i uh was uh asked by all recipes actually adrian miller I'm not sure if you know him he wrote the he's written a couple of books james beard a winner yep um and he wrote uh, black smoke recently it was just released so um, he had asked me to to participate in a article and a series on all recipes that he was doing, and so I wrote on uh, technology and barbecue with obviously a slant towards uh, pellet cookers. Right. So that was released uh, about a week week, week or two ago. So um, that was good. So that's probably been the most recent thing. And uh, this weekend, I am going to. Have you heard of the sausage sin- sensei, Bill Dumas of uh, uh, Liberty Barbecue? I have. Yes. Uh, I am going, I've got a, well, you might know Rusty Monson of the Pitmaster podcast, and he's also an EC of Barbecue Central. He's flying down this weekend. He's just opening up a food truck, and we are going to attend uh, Bill's class. So, sounds very, very specific. Only two people per class, oh, eight wow. to nine hours. Wow. I think I checked Jeez. my keys and my cell phone in at the door oh, and wow. i'm locked in Damn. for nine hours <laughs> that sounds freaking amazing uh, just read off your notes i would like to know exactly uh <laughs> he hasn't attended yet oh, so we're, <laughs> oh yeah no it's 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 saturday yeah i can't believe it's we're already gonna have to so. have him back on next week so we can discuss <laughs> yeah. that yeah so i i know ernest cervantes has taken his class and said it's amazing so um and wow. i just saw a post today of some bugogi uh, sausage that he made 
that they're serving at Liberty. So I'm 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 kind of stoked. I think it's my next rabbit hole. I'm going to go down. No, you know what? It is a uh, first of all, it's an art form, and, and and everybody can tell you like you have good sausage, and then everybody can tell you the one not to buy, right? Or not the one. No, don't go with that one. It's it's pretty you, you polar. I mean? It's either good or, or it, not so good. That's right. right. That's right. And and then also, so you have good, and then you have epic. Amazing. You, you have the one you talk about. You, you can't the right. one you can't buy in the stores. You, the one like, hey, I had somebody made this. It had it was stuffed with this and it was this. Mm-hmm. It was the best I've ever had in my life. Can, can I just talk a little really quick? Yeah. So I, I work in an oil sure. and gas, and, and I get a, from time to time. I, I have a few. I'm a buyer, so from time to time I get a few gifts here. It, it might be a little smoked meats. It mm-hmm. might be a, trying a, to sway a you, bottle of James. bourbon or whatever it is. Yes, they definitely are trying to sway me. So one time this guy came and said, hey, I got this batch of uh, sausage um, that literally just had a process. It's the same stuff that I, I uh, gave you like last year. I was like, dude, that stuff was phenomenal. And I was like, okay, yeah. So he, <laughs> he brought it down. I was like, great. So I was like, all right, well, this is in the morning. He brings it in. So I was like, I'm going to stuff it in the, it's the community fridge, the freezer uh, at work. Oh. And so I, I'm Mistake like, number I, one. I, I see where this is going. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, I hit five o'clock and I'm like, I'm shutting shit down. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this work day. I'm getting out of here as quickly as possible. And I rolled out, not even thinking about it until I got home. And I was like, oh, no, I just left all that meat in that. I was like, it's Nobody's gonna mess with it. It's, it's gonna, gonna be there. Was it? Was uh, it, it was already frozen. It was already frozen. Fridge clean out day or what? I, I don't know. I, I rolled up in the next morning, opened up that freezer, and it was empty. No, everything was gone. I'm like, what? Then you're, you're you're look you're giving everybody the oh hey your boss who took oh yeah who oh, I'm sausage. staring at your everybody. Boss, your boss like, stepped in and said, hey, I got that sausage. Nah, <laughs> well, he, he didn't say it to me if he did, but yeah, I was. That was disappointing, but yeah, like as Jan like piggy bank. Uh, I mean, I was piggy banking off of him, but yeah, I mean, everybody's got that nice sausage, that nice like smoked. Whether it's like uh, the the wild game or if it's, I don't, hey Doug, is there a commercial? I say commercial brand. Is there a brand? Because you have a lot of like smoke houses and a lot of stuff that are, are popping themselves into these hebs and and some of the krogers yeah and, and, yeah 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 and what have you uh Preshix, uh i'm trying to think of actually actually i have a sausage story one of my uh friends tennis buddies when i used to play tennis his his sister was a flight attendant i know that's not the proper term uh, now but yeah so <laughs> uh, for the Jonathan. green bay packers okay. and his oh, nice. his uncle was crazy legs uh yeah anyway he played for him and stuff so one of his bucket things was let's go to to uh, see green bay play and so this is when far was playing and he was quarterback and against tampa bay we were three sheets to the wind by the time the game started and i happened to sit next to the johnsonville brats quality control manager <laughs> and and so I, I i had to ride her stuff down but i we actually exchanged sausage and barbecue several times and i sent a bunch of texas sausage up there they did all this testing and they sent me all their test notes of the casing the grind the taste and all kinds of stuff it was very interesting to see all the all the the things that they put it through but um, i think omas was one of the ones that they they preferred um best but right now i like uh i call it crack it's a vitrix uh, meat market 
they, they originally started in Poth, what, 50-some years ago. I think it's the second owners. But um, they have a jalapeno and cheese that um, I just bought three links uh, last week. And it's, it's like the best. What, what, what was yes. the name again? Um, uh, it's, it looks like Weitrix, but I think it's pronounced Viatrix. Okay. Uh, W-I-A-T-R-E-K apostrophe. S. No, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's maybe old German yeah, or something. Definitely going to have to look but, that uh, You say that yeah. was in post? Yeah, I, love, I love that stuff. So Actually, yeah. I'm going to take some to, uh, to the sausage sensei and see if he, uh, if he thinks it's okay. Or, <laughs> or I'm sure he's going to critique it, and I'd love to hear it. Nice, nice. I, I think Elroy Hirsch was the uh, was the Crazy Legs. He was dubbed the Crazy oh, Legs for, okay. for the Packers. Yeah, that was my friend's uncle. Yeah, and and yeah. so yeah, we went and yeah, we were playing catch before the game at, outside the stadium, and uh, he fell through a window, which gives you an idea. And he quit drinking for two and a half months after we came back from that trip. <laughs> nice. nice. That's a good trip. Yeah. So actually, my, my son uh, my son turned 18 years old, and uh, I took him. Uh, he's a big Packers fan. My, my wife's uh, family's from uh, Green Bay. So mm. his 18th birthday, I take him to see uh, Packers Bears, right, at Lambeau. Sweet. It snows. This is in Nice. Like, like, Perfect. Uh, was it like September, October, November, right? So it's cold, yep. uh, it's snowy, it's it's everything you want Lambeau to be, right? Aaron Rodgers throws six touchdowns in the first half. The score <laughs> against the Bears, right, which is supposed to be a rivalry, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is yeah, it's forty-two to nothing. I'm like, and I got to stay for the second half. Oh yes, it was the yes. most. I was the most miserable person, right? So my son comes to me and he goes, "Hey." Uh, He's like, he's bundled up, right? And he's like, he's got hot chocolate. And he's like, he's drinking it. And he's feeling good. And I was like, hey, did you get me some hot chocolate? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm frozen to the yeah. to the, the bench here. So I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was cold. It's yeah, one it of those things cold. you got to do it. Uh, I, I love the fact that I did do it. And, yeah, so, uh, but, yes. I, I love the fact that you're mentioning the the meat quality scientists or whatever from Johnsonville. I love the fact that that a lot of these companies, that it's probably majority of the bigger companies, yeah. have scientists, engineers, meat engineers, people that can analyze. I don't know if I love that or not. That they, they can analyze it and they can tell you everything that's in it, and they oh, yeah. get to the point where they can almost reproduce it by just analyzing it scientifically and it reminded me i heard a story today and it, a little bit unrelated to barbecue but i heard a story about it was i think new york times did a deal to where uh, they're they were testing out subways tuna sandwiches and i don't know have you guys participated in a ton uh, subway tuna sandwich no i i, I do <laughs> no, and i'm i'm a subway fan but yeah i have heard about this yeah have, have you heard about times, this that for some reason is uh is, is really latching on to this. Um, I think it was like Inside Edition did find some tuna, but New York Times is swearing that there's no no artifact of any tuna Correct. Yeah. In, in the DNA of their tuna. Supposedly they analyzed <laughs> like five different chains, five different footlongs, and they found no tuna DNA. Well, it's the chicken of the sea. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, it's it's right. somewhat like the Ramon and, and the mysterious Ramon that was supposedly from Texas cooking the brisket for Subway too. 
I'm, I'm glad you said that because I saw like an ad for Jimmy John's and it just said, yes, we have real tuna. And I was like, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> oh, there you go. That yeah, is, I guess they're taking shots at him. Jimmy John's. That is shots so across good. The right hey, there. We're, we're, we're really fast and we have real tuna. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't care if it's real. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I do. I do care if it's real. Uh, it, it's like their whole wheat, uh, the, the whole wheat bread at uh, the seven grains wheat bread from Subway. Mm-hmm. You count each of the grains, make sure there's seven con- in there? Contained or? every oh, grain gosh. but wheat. Oh, really? <laughs> you, you didn't know that? No, I don't, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah. it's not. If really I'm eating like fast food, what's the difference? Yeah. Look, the deal is it's you're getting good. a foot long sub that's five like. Five bucks. For five dollars. What do you expect? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what did you Splurge think? You get the be? meatballs and pay six. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Are they real meatballs? <laughs> they look like meatballs. It's real meat. Yeah. Uh, it's real sauce. Hey, so, uh, real quick, and, and probably when I say real quick, it's not going to be real quick. Uh, how is the comp game going for you? Are, 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 are y'all competing yet? Are y'all up and running? Are y'all, are y'all kicking ass, taking names? No. We, um, you know, my wife works at the hospital and stuff, and so she's pretty aware of the, all the COVID things, and, and we hear it and stuff. And so, actually, I, I haven't competed since the Houston rodeo, and I was really hoping that we would gonna we were gonna compete this this year. So, um, I'm vaccinated. There's a lot of mask holes, as I call them, that don't you know that early on that weren't yep. Uh, yep. Weren't, weren't wearing you know the masks and stuff, and and you just can't control your environment in that in that situation. And so I was like, nah. So I've, I've actually been doing a lot of, I've probably been doing a lot more cooking than, than I ever have and doing a lot of recipe development. And, um, I just worked on two recipes for head country this past weekend, and I'm going to do one for E3 meat company this, this coming weekend. So, um, uh, or actually tomorrow and, and write it up this weekend. So I've been doing a lot of recipe development. It's so a funny thing is I haven't been cooking chicken ri- or chicken or ribs. It's been brisket and, you know, picanha and beef cheeks and all mm. kinds of wild different stuff and, uh, things that I, I just never got into. And I'm sure sausage will be, will be, uh, high on the list for the next month or two, but it's going to start ramping up. I just got a text, uh, today about doing a class in Chicago. Um, I'm supposed to go to Montana, uh, to do an event up there. Um, it's a KCBS cook-off, and I'm going to be going up there for a, a large uh, uh, Kenyan Noble, one of the hardware stores up there in Bozeman, Montana, and stuff. And so um, going to Santa Barbara. So I'll start get, getting out and making the rounds here uh, soon. So Traeger kind of shut down So from the standpoint of doing activities and things. And that's, you know, that, that's usually who needed me to go places and stuff. But uh, no, I kind of stayed away from the competition scene. Uh, during the whole COVID, now you know, so we did we the did same too, thing. Yeah, yeah, we we did the exact same thing. We, we zero competitions. Uh, really and truthfully, if you weren't in the circle, uh, we didn't see you. I mean, basically, I mean, James's wife works for MD. She, uh, MD Anderson plug. So oh, yeah. MD Anderson. Yeah, yeah my yeah. wife works for University Hospital. So. Okay. Kind of same, yeah. yeah. Well, so and, not, and it's not like, exactly the same, but anyway. But if you, well, if you're if you if you're married to a woman that works in the hospitals, like you're not going to go out uh, and eat at some restaurant at the end of the day. You're not going to go and just live your life during this whole COVID thing, especially with the height of COVID, right? So it's right. like, yeah, no, we're like, still we're still uh, taking the protocols, yeah, and, I, I, and, you I, know, I, doing what we're supposed to be doing. Well, sure. we actually did go out and eat. 
Um, but we would go out on, you know, patios and stuff and eat outside. And we did a lot of, um, so we probably did more takeout than, than I have in the last five, five, six, seven years yeah. in the last year, just trying to keep restaurants open and, yeah. you know, some of our, yeah. you know, to try to try to help as much as we could. So we probably ate out more than when I say ate out, we probably got food from restaurants, brought it in or ate on, uh, some patios and, uh, did that a heck of a lot more. I mean, one restaurant we went. 10 times last year um beautiful nice. you know patio that overlooks san antonio and stuff and so just outside i was fine it's just you know indoors it's you know you're not oh, supposed yeah. to be so much indoors sure and stuff, so. sure well that's that that's exactly what i was going to say is like yeah sorry we, we we did the same exact thing we ordered in in, in these you know uber eats or or mm-hmm. the uh what's the other doordash but now yeah. i've become accustomed to doing this <laughs> yeah the world yes. has changed it has the world the world has changed it's it definitely has certain but, aspects um, are not yeah. going back to like, like if, what it was if i'm making dinner and like nobody in the house wants it or let's say the kids do but amy doesn't she's gonna order something no it's fine i got it i'm, I'm making i'm gonna yep. do something low carb tonight i'm like okay sounds mm. good <laughs> where is that coming from oh i'm gonna order it right right, right. Oh, never mind yep. i can make low carb just don't yeah, I've I've been experiencing. I don't know about any of you guys, and, and I, uh, you guys look pretty fit yourselves. Uh, uh, I haven't. I don't. I haven't. Can't see Doug, but I can imagine he's Thank pretty you. fit. Yep. Um, you, you know about the freshman fifteen? No. Oh yeah, yeah. and oh, the yeah. COVID uh, nineteen. COVID yeah. nineteen. Yeah. I I am okay. uh, on the 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 downside <laughs> of that. Uh, I I work from home for a while, uh, doing all the takeouts and stuff like that, and it's just so convenient. And then you eat healthy here and there, but it's still just. It's not like cooking at home and just doing your thing, whatever. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely yeah. uh, getting back and do a little exercising and uh, trying to shed the COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I, for the first six weeks, I put on a p- about pound a week. The first six weeks, because we all we did was sit around and uh, drink wine on the back porch and read papers and work and that kind of stuff. And uh, then I got b- big into biking. I actually had a bad bike accident um, last. I guess it was last September oh, or so. And, uh, but, uh, my wife bought a Peloton. I did not buy it for her. And, uh, actually I ride the Peloton now. So I'm actually, uh, getting back in shape now. Yeah. My wife bought me a Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she, well, she, no, she, she wrote it tonight. So I, I ride it three or four times a week, but, uh, uh, I kind of like it, you know, I like the competitive nature of it. Yeah, I do too. Seeing somebody on the list who's like right there with you, you're like, I'm going to push a little bit harder. Just get Especially the 20 year olds with an M of 20 and you're like, okay, catch me. Yeah. Now, when the M with the sixty next to it beats me, I'm kind of like, damn it! Oh yeah, I gotta do this more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also have a Peloton at my house. I don't use it. Yeah, I, I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like your phone, huh? Don't use that either. Hey. You can go home now. <laughs> uh, we like to we like to bust his balls every chance we get, Doug. Yeah, so, absolutely, absolutely. So well, he opened it, up, opened it up tonight. So oh, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I was scrambling around looking for my phone. I was like, uh, I gotta get over there. Like, I, I have an interview tonight. My wife's like, "Is it Doug?" I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "I'm using his his method on the brisket this weekend." I was <laughs> oh, like, well, cool. She's like, "You need to get your ass over there." I'm like, "I'm trying. I can't find my phone." <laughs> yeah. uh, any yeah. tips for her? Because obviously she's going pretty much all Traeger this weekend. Any tips for her ribs this weekend? Is she she's doing ribs, ribs, brisket, brisket and chicken. Chicken. Oh, she's she's competing. Yep, against us. 
Oh, actually, all of our wives are all of the yeah. wives are competing it's, against uh, us. Grabbing the brisket versus chicks that smoke. smoke, and it's not versus. It's not a no. competition. No, between Bullshit. each other. I mean, it is, but Bullshit. it isn't. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> so I'm I'm telling you. My, uh, how to help her on ribs, and you're going to communicate that to her? Shouldn't, of course, I will. Shouldn't, shouldn't Denny should be calling me directly? Right. She'll, she'll hear this probably she'll in two weeks. Next she'll week. hear, yeah, next week she'll hear. <laughs> or two weeks from now. <laughs> uh, well, I I heard your your a uh, little bit of catastrophe with the uh, or the fail on using uh, uh, in competition and doing meat down. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than the meet up, uh, I think that was what the controversy was, right? But uh, yeah, I used to do my my ribs meet meet down, but uh, not anymore. I am um, uh, actually, if you go to Head Country, I've got a four minute video on my competition ribs from start to finish, okay. and and that's uh, that's a pretty good one to to do. So I still let's see, I I'm three hours naked, um, hot the first hour. Um, the next two hours, when I say hot, 300. And then, uh, but I buy four and a half pound ribs um, thereabouts. Okay. It's kind of what I, you know, like to get with the striations of fat in there and, uh, you know, trim them down to about 10 or 11. And then. Um, do you have a specific uh, brand? Is it just something that whatever is available? Or do you have, are you going for Tyson or I'm not Tyson, but are you going for Smithfield or. Smithfield Extra Tender. Extra Tender. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, extra tender. You have to w- just watch when you wrap those because they'll get a little dark. But um, yeah, those are the ones that I I like. Um, Prairie Fet- Fresh is also good too if you've got a meat market around there that carries that. I've heard that one, so, uh, and I don't think we have any any near us that that okay. carry. Maybe Whole Foods I think might carry Prairie Fresh, but we don't have really. Whole, we don't have we don't have a Whole yeah. Foods next to us. Yeah, so yeah, I, that those are the ones I and I always buy. You know, four point two five to four point seven five, kind of in that range. So you want to get just, the meaty, the thick. Yes, because you know I'm, I'll cook four racks of ribs, and then I'll probably turn in from two racks of four and a three on the thicker side there. So, um, and then I'm so I'm three out three hours naked, two and a half hours uh, in the foil at a lower temperature, maybe two fifty or so, and uh, wrap with you know obviously some juice. Uh, I use Coke. And I've I've tried all kinds of different things and Coke. Uh, if you know Darwin Howell, he he actually uh, well I got into cooking because of using you know Coke. I think we spoke about that last time with mm-hmm. Aaron McCargo and stuff. And so, but um, I still do that. And I've tried all you know Dr Pepper, you know Mountain Dew, and you know all kinds of stuff. But um, I am maniacal about the uh, the bark. One, there's two things on the bark. Number one. I don't like it when you bite into the rib and the bark comes off like a piece of jerky. You know how it kind of oh, comes off. It, it, it tears, right? Yeah. It tears. I hate yeah. hard bark. So my process is all about not having hard bark. So, um, and that's why I used to do meat down for a long time. But I actually found out that that, to me, that actually dried out the rib after you flipped it over and and uh, put it in the box and stuff. So I, I found it was almost counterintuitive. That uh, my meat, my meat was a little more moist actually cooking it meat up. But um, um, I want the bark to set, and then I don't want anything to touch it. So when you wrap the rib, 
you I wrap it, and if you know uh, Danielle Divacu, we cooked uh, yep. an event at uh, at the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl was there in there in Houston and stuff. And so she was she was part of the team and kind of like uh, one of the managers. And so I was cooking ribs and and uh, and brisket and stuff. I actually, at a different event, but anyway, I wrap it like an A-frame house, and it's real easy to move the ribs around rather than in a nice little present like she wraps them and. But I wrap them like an A-frame house, if you know what I mean. I fold the sides up, and then I crunch it along the top. And that way, the, the, the foil never touches the top of my ribs. And so it never, it never messes up the bark. So do, do, you, like, do, do you think the steaming, does the steaming effect inside, does that change the way that it's going to appear when you open it up? Or, or is that going to be the same had you wrapped it tight? Um. It, no, it, it, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. You know, my my, okay. my ribs are you know definitely fall off the bone. Sometimes you know you got to be careful because the 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 bone will come come right off the rib. Sure, but sure. Um, no, I like. I mean, that's that's exactly, and that's my recipe on head countries is fall off the bone, fall off the bone ribs, and uh, but I just don't want that foil touching touching the top of my rib and and messing up uh, the appearance yeah, of that I, rib. I'll be honest, I've never met anybody that does not like fall off the bill bone ribs right like there was a, no you have to have a bite yeah. like, everybody loves I, I that know, i know you hear a case KCBS. for KCBS. the kcbs people yeah. and yeah God dang and that's it, what man. they're used to and stuff but uh i, f- so I feel I'll, like I'll i feel it. like those judges are just being a little snooty no, no. like they they have to judge that way but if they're cooking in their backyard they're cooking it the same way right you right. know maybe so but there's something there okay i i i'm a big rib i love ribs i Almost sometimes prefer ribs over even brisket or anything Watch else. Watch your mouth. Right? Which is hard to say, right? <laughs> uh, but ribs are just like you can have one, you can have another. I can't just keep eating slice for slice of brisket. Like you got to put it on something, a sandwich or or tacos. or, or You got to do something else with it besides eating a slice for slice of, of, of brisket. Um, with that being said, I, I don't – there is a, such a thing as having – too tender? It, too done. It's almost mushy. Right, you don't want it mushy. There's a texture thing that I, I have a problem with that when I agreed. go to bite into it, and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, there's a fine line no, between ag- fall you know, Agreed, and, agreed. Yeah. Um, but with a thicker rib, you're not going to have that, that much of an issue. No, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then is there a certain temperature that you're – are you running it up, up to like 210 or 212? Well, no, 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 no. So 300 the first hour naked, uh, 275 – um, well, it depends on how heavy, you know, so if I'm more on the four twenty, you know, four, four and a quarter versus 4.75, the four seven fives, I'll run at 300. If it's four and a quarter, I'll run it to 275 and then back down to 250. Um, and then the four, uh, four seventy fives, um, you know, four and three quarters pounds, 300, the first hour and then 275. So that's kind of my, because I'm all about trying to cook the same weight. Yep. So I'll I'll buy the same weight so that my process and time is is all locked in. So that's the only variable is depending on the weight. I'll change it by twenty five degrees, and then when I wrap, I wrap and I I back it down to two fifty, and then I do that for two and a half hours, and then I'll pull it out and glaze them for five or ten minutes with a you know kind of a lukewarm kind of glaze, and and put that on there. This and is- if I'm lazy, I, if I'm lazy, I'll. Uh, you know, keep them in the foil, but typically I'll, t- I'll take them out of the foil. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Doug. This is the, uh, this is the engineer that's inside of you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Oh, okay. Because okay. yeah. no, yeah, yeah, you're so down. yeah, you're so precise on this, and and you've done this. And here's the deal: like, like anybody listening right now, oh, they're loving you, this. Yeah, you, you, this, this is how you get good at doing anything in life, right? You practice, 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 but you, you practice on not just like, okay, here, here's my rack of ribs. I treat every rack the same way, right? Are you buying the same size you, rack, yeah, the same you, weight you, rack? You can't do that. Yeah, you cannot you treat the same rack one little as this rack over here. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, and yes. I, I love so the that, fact that's my that range. Have, yes. Yeah, that's my I, range. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. This is this is fantastic. And I do that with chicken and 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 not so much brisket, but yeah. So chicken as well. I, I you know the same weight every time. Yeah. yeah, it's just a variable you don't have to mess with. That's right. Well, that's, sure. that's, okay. that's that's right. But well, speaking of chicken, is there a certain weight of chicken that you go, you typically go for? I mean, do you want to? Uh, you don't want to go gigantic bird, but you don't want to go like super. Well, it's super got to fit small. in the box, right? Right. If, if, if you're doing a half. Um, so I, I heard somebody say in one of your podcasts that you get like four pound birds or so. Mm-hmm. I get bigger birds. Oh, I get, go, I more get than four. four and a half to, to under five pounds. Okay. That was chef. Four and a half. Um, who was it? Chef, whatever we had recently. It was it uh, Breeden. Uh, uh, chef Brandon. Yeah, Durden. Yeah. 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 Brandon. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And he, and he had some, some like heritage birds and things like that. I actually buy Sanderson. At uh, at uh, Walmart. Okay. Okay. Sanderson is my brand. I've I've tried Pilgrim. I think I'll use Pilgrim and stuff like. That. Use Sanderson. Use the Sanderson Young Fresh. Nice. Right. Right. We'll definitely try and it. The, and the and the difference is is that the Young Fresh it, they can actually freeze it down to twenty nine degrees, but it's not frozen like a bowling ball like your turkey that you get on you know on Thanksgiving, and I never. The, you know, I think with Malcolm, you talked uh, some on the freezing and things like that. I, he, he never freezes his brisket, which I do, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I do think it changes the texture of chicken. And I don't think I've ever gotten a top 10 walk after uh, cooking a frozen chicken. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So I, I, I love this because at HEB, which I, I purchased a couple of times where you can buy yeah. the... It's the air cooled. I feel like they're always frozen. Uh, chicken. Yeah, it's, it can be partially frozen. It's partially twenty nine yeah. degrees. Okay. Yeah, but not frozen all the way through like a bowling ball. Right. So I I bought the the air cooled chicken and it is like every, every time I make it, somebody goes, "Oh my god, this is so juicy. This is so." There's always a comment after cooking. Yeah. The I don't think I've ever had good chicken when you made it that way. I guess. Okay, <laughs> John. I see what you're doing. Right. Here. I'm kidding. You John, great. Well, John, I was. John I, I like the fact phone. that someone said they were keeping a chicken journal. I was like, I like that. Yep. Yeah. So yes, yeah, that's but, me um, on my chicken adventure, trying to try to nail down my own recipe and everything. Perfect. <laughs> that's that, that, that's that's perfect. But um, but uh, and and also, I think there were there were a couple of comments because I listened to one of the the podcasts and there was some chicken discussion couple of things one i think you had said that the breast was done but the leg wasn't done etc mm-hmm. um i cook um you know that you 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 why well, well first of all if you're not cook cook a chicken on a traeger have y'all been cooking chicken on traegers at all oh yeah 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 oh, we yeah. do okay all right all right yeah, we, so yeah, we got do you put the breast in the front or the uh face in the front or, or the back I don't know that we pay that much attention. I do it parallel, just like breast facing. Uh, okay, box. Here, here's a big box. trick. Box. Yeah. Here's a, here's a big trick. 
on on almost any pit. Okay, put the thicker side. Well, except with chicken, but you know if you've if you've got ribs, put the thicker side towards the back. If you've got a brisket, put the point side towards the back. It's always going to be inherently a little hotter because you're always opening the lid every now and then. It's just going to be hotter and cook hotter um, in the back. Well, with chicken, you want to cook the uh, leg and the thigh, and I never really even temp it. But you can cook that to 175, 180, and it's you know not going to be a problem, right? It's still going to be moist, mm-hmm. the dark meat. But you're concentrated on on the the uh, the breast, so the breast to me faces out, and I always temp the breast. I never even care about what the what the leg and the and the um, thigh are because mm-hmm. the, they can go for another 10, 15 degrees, and I do pull under 165 i'll say that so you have the, you have the breast facing towards the door absolutely okay yeah dude i love yeah. that and it's That's it's a, a lot tip. easier to to temp and stuff so yeah so with all meats on all you know even when i cooked on a gator pit and offset and stuff yeah the thicker part of the meat of the meat put it to the back so the thicker part of the ribs put them to the back so it's it, 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 i i hear what you're saying and and i definitely I, de- I definitely see why you're saying this, but I'm right now I'm going back in my mind of how many times I've cooked a, a brisket yep. or ribs or anything else, and even when I've gone like uh, I, a lot of times I, I'll go with the um, the the point towards the firebox and I'll leave like maybe the flat or or the the end of the brisket like towards like the exhaust or whatever else, and now I'm sure. trying to think like. Sure. Um, it, is that an even cook? Am, am I cooking this brisket evenly, or should I be? Should, you're going to have a better chance versus... of doing it. Yeah, you're going to have a better chance of doing it. Yeah, with the thicker part towards the the firebox, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So you're saying with the Traeger or something where the the heat is heat's yeah it's been he rolls been, off the sides right it's yeah it's going to be but yeah. it, it's going to be fairly even throughout right okay so that's that's why in the Traeger I put it to the, to the back right. right but yeah on an offset yeah I would put I would put the point. Facing, uh, you know, facing the um, the firebox to the right, you know, most of the time, right? Sure. You know, depending yeah. on your trade. Sure. So yeah, yeah. I I, I love this. I I actually just I'm knowledge gonna, bombs. Yeah. I know. We'll just save this for ourselves. Maybe, maybe we don't actually don't air this one. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> Doug. We joke about that all the time. We just want to win. I mean, Patreon only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. No. So, definitely. We're so yeah, this. yeah. So I, you know, I yeah, I would definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, just monitor the, the temperature. Here's the deal. And here's the science. Uh, I was surprised the chef didn't get into that because he knew a lot about the chicken. The, you know, the FDA is 165. It has to be at 165. And that immediately kill, kills all the bacteria in the chicken. At 160, it just needs to be held at 160 for 14.7 seconds. At 155, it's like 48 or 49 seconds. Okay, if you're cooking a chicken, it's definitely been at that temperature when it's 155 plus you're going to get a little carryover right right mm-hmm. right okay enough said uh, <laughs> that's just this guy i'm not gonna lie to so you 50 now. seconds Genius. that's all it needs to be held at that Eight. yes and i do cook higher i cook at 325 bro we're pulling at oh. 155 i'm sorry yeah. right now and, 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 <laughs> and and the breast at 155 and then just for grins just poke it in the in the uh you know the joint between the the leg and the thigh, just to see what it is, and I bet you it's about one seventy, one seventy two. Right, it's gonna be one seventy, yeah. maybe. Yeah, if it, if it's if you're pulling at one fifty five, but you know, so yeah, I'll I'll go between one fifty five and one sixty, and then um, and then pull. 
Um, it, and it may depend on the type of bird. And one thing about the five pound bird is that will you can get two of those just barely in a box, in an okay. IBCA box. Okay. If you if you go over five pounds, it's really hard yeah. to get a, yeah, uh, yeah. to get that half in there. Right. So that's you know that's why it's uh, it, and sometimes it's hard to to find the four and a half. I might have to go to two WalMarts sometimes to go find the the right size birds. Are you probing? Are you probing the chicken, or are you just letting it cook? You you already got it down to like okay, I need to check it at this point in time. Or are yeah. you st- are you sticking a probe in the chicken, waiting for that one sixty to pop, and then okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, with my process, I will start probing at about one hour and ten minutes. So and I and I won't probe in the front. I'll kind of probe on the the side of the uh, the side of the bird, and yet I don't. You know, you don't want to probe too many times because some start. juice will will come out of there. It starts but, drying uh, out. Yeah, about one one hour ten minutes just to kind of see, and. Um, or maybe sometimes even an hour, because I kind of know what temperature it should be after an hour, and then I'll, I'll kind of know if I'm I'm ahead of schedule or, or behind schedule. So, yeah, but, um, we did yeah, a, we, we did a uh, um, beer can chicken. And I don't know if you heard on one of the previous episodes, Matt did a beer can chicken uh, that literally, actually, uh, we we all did, but uh, you cooked it, I picked it up. <laughs> Matt went to go pick it up and poked the bread, and we didn't we didn't. Well, I think we tempted it once, or I don't even know if we tempted that. Went to go pick it up, and the breast just exploded, yeah. like just juice, juice just squirted out of this this bird at least like a foot and a half. That sounds amazing, right? Did, wow. did you video this? I'd like to put I did it on not, TikTok. Did not video. God, burn it. Oh, that would have been another million and a half views. It, it definitely, definitely, definitely would. But I, I don't know if there's something to do with these beer can chickens. I know it's I know it's steaming in the inside and it's cooking internally with the the outside. Uh, um, convection coming in but uh, i i don't know that that was just something that we came across the other day with but what you say is like don't poke your chicken a whole lot because you're just going to create like pockets, ho- pockets for your juice to leak yeah. out. holes and, and, and like and, and i don't poke it through the skin i kind of you know reach up under the uh, under the skin and poke poke the right. meat directly yeah i, I feel because so. i have always like every time i go to poke that chicken to, to tip it i'm like oh we're not quite there yet and I go to pull that probe out, and it's just like a river it's of like, like juice. It's just like well, blowing yeah. out. So I mean, if you if you put put a probe in there and let it let it roll with the probe in there, um, just know how that probe compares to your thermopin, right? So because sometimes those probes are off by five degrees or so. That's right. Yeah. That is true. So yeah, just know. Yeah. So it, 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 when you're practicing at home, practice and see. Okay, is that is that that uh, probe on, or is it five above or five below? And then if so, then just calibrate and then then just go with that and then just pull it. But um, yeah, so yeah, just put it in. Don't put it in the front of the breast. Put it, you know, a little bit kind of in the in the in the middle to back. Yeah, yeah. Mm, love this. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like people are just like, holy crap! Do I have to paint a paper out now? Right, do people I start are writing this pulling down? over on the freeway, right. taking notes. Good thing they can rewind it and just like whatever. I hope so. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Doug. So I, I don't know. If John reached out to you. I know he asked us a couple of questions, like maybe a little talking point. Did you did you ask Doug about the question that I had? I don't remember what your question was. Uh, so uh, uh, since we sat down, the here, answer I've would be no. He lost years. his phone tonight too. <laughs> yeah. So okay, well, no. I'm just gonna I'm gonna blindside Doug, and we're gonna go out of this just freestyle. So Doug, yeah, exactly. So a lot of stuff that we've been seeing over social media 
quite a bit, um, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or whatever. There's a whole debate whether you wash chicken or you wash your meat. And I've seen a lot of like predominant people uh, jump up and, and say their little two cents, uh, whether you should or you shouldn't or whatever. I It was something that I was like, maybe we just bring it up to the guys and just uh, throw it around the table to see, I mean, is this a thing? Should we be, do, should we be doing this? Or is it something that's like, I've never done you're it. You're just going to cook your no, meat. You yeah. shouldn't do it. Yeah, you. I, I would not wash my chicken. And in fact, if anything, you want to pat it dry, That's and, what I did. and you know, and pat it dry and put it in the the Cambro or refrigerator or whatever for a couple, two, three hours before you before you actually, uh, and then use oil. Just like uh, I use canola oil or avocado oil or something like that as my binder, yeah. and yeah, then that'll actually know. help help with the, with in IBCA. You don't need crisp skin. You know, maybe some. You know. If if I go to a, a cook off and they you know they kind of want the backyard chicken that's kind of crusty and burnt and stuff like that that's I'm that's not my day I, I'm gonna I'm more of an artisan chicken but so I just want it to be cut through with the with the fork and knife oh yeah that's all I want and so I don't really necessarily have to to be but but yeah just just pat it you don't want you don't want all that stuff going everywhere now the only time I would wash my meat is if I dry brine. Sometimes I'll like my beef rib recipe. Yeah. I dry brine my my uh, beef ribs. Like Sometimes salt I'll or you know, something, dry or? brine my my chicken wings or something. But that would be the only time I would quote unquote wash my meat. You know, and, and maybe it's something I, I follow uh, Jess Prowl's social media wise, and, and that was one of the things that she kind of got like. I think she saw somebody doing this, and it, I think it was beef, but I've seen people do chicken as well. And she she was like, hey. You don't need to be washing your meat. Like you no, just, you don't. just pat it dry, basically like you're saying, and then you cook it to a a, a certain degree, and right. that, that kills off all the bacteria. Yeah. And, and she's like, I understand that culturally, there's probably a lot of people out there that have been taught this is how you do it. And oh I've yeah, seen, my I've, mom used to all the time. Yes, I've seen a lot of people just like, okay, this is you. You clean your sink out, and then you dump your cheek your chicken into the sink. And you sit there and just rinse off and wash every piece of chicken. No, well, I mean it's not probably. Yeah. A, it's, I mean, it's not going to hurt the chicken. It's just more no. risk of contamination, right? Exactly, it's going to get everywhere. With chicken, it's going to get everywhere. Yes, right. I, I would agree. So, uh, yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't do that. So, and with beef, you don't. You don't necessarily need to. So, hey, one of the things. All right, here's 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 something for you. Do y'all wet age your briskets at all? No, no, so, not really. I always assume that the the briskets come a little bit wet aged already. Some of the briskets that we get, they do, they do. So, um, where do you buy your briskets? Do you buy it at a meat market or do you buy it at H E B? H E B and a meat market. Okay, yeah. all right. So at H E B, do you know the meat manager or do you know the underling that basically works? The meat manager is always there early in the morning, and then the underlings are usually there in the afternoon. You need to know both of them. We do not know that. I don't know them that well. Okay, yeah, you do. Uh, you need yeah, to know them yeah. both. You need to know them on a first-name basis. They need to have your cell phone. So if they get like prime briskets or prime you know, beef ribs, et cetera, that they're calling you and say, hey. Because when they o- place an order for 100 briskets, and if, uh, you know, let's say choice briskets, and if they don't have 100 choice briskets, they'll throw in 40 primes to, you know, with the 60 choice. So they'll, they'll actually, that's how they get the primes. A lot of times, if they haven't ordered them, it's just to fulfill the order of a hundred quantity, a hundred. 
So you need to know those those people so that they will contact you when they get good high quality high quality meat. I'm going to treat and, those guys just okay, like Okay, so and then also, if you know these people, you'll say, "Okay, these briskets, you know, they come by a case and usually it's four to six briskets in a case, you know, in a box and stuff. And, and sometimes like at a custom meat market, they'll show you the box it came in. It'll show the, the, the day that it was packaged on. So usually it's 21 to 28 days when you, you're buying it at a commercial HEB. I think it has to be held for 21 days and then they ship it. So usually by the time it's put out in the cooler, it's 28 days. The optimum time is 45 to 53 days. Mm-hmm. So what do you think you need to probably put that brisket in your refrigerator for two, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Wow. And, and, but, but don't put it in the one you use all the time. Put it in your spare refrigerator that's cold and in the back and, and it's about 40 degrees. It, it just yeah. stays shut. Well, that's and good. wet age it. Yeah. Those enzymes will help break down the meat. That's wow. nice because we have a uh, kitchen Thank refrigerator, a living room refrigerator right now. So. Exactly. <laughs> so put it in the back <laughs> where it's going to hardly see the light of day yeah. and just let it age there for another two weeks. I love that. I freaking love that. That is So uh, what Alden's alluding to over here is that <laughs> we were actually in the kitchen earlier today and we were uh, breaking down chicken. And James goes, hey, can you go to the fridge and get me this out? I said, yeah, no problem. And he goes, no, no, it's my living room fridge. <laughs> well, from the kitchen to living room is like six steps. I'm looking, and there's a fridge in the kitchen. And then he has, of course, he's doing remodeling. So his, his old stainless steel uh, refrigerator is actually sitting in the living room plugged up. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, no, it's, it's my uh, living room fridge. I was like, that's some, <laughs> that's so bougie, man. Like, I don't know like, what to say. It's going to gonna be the garage. Uh, it's going to be the garage fridge. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, you want it. Not, so it's not open. Yeah. I have a barbecue shelf in our utility uh, fridge and that's off limits. That's where I, I, you know, Malcolm, you got into it with Malcolm, right? You know, the flash freezing and things like that. So um, you, when you flash freeze it, the, the ice crystals are smaller. So it, it, it doesn't tear up the meat fibers as much. And so that's basically what's going on. So then when you thaw it out, you want to thaw it out as slowly as possible. And that will also help from the tearing of the meat fi- fibers, which is what Malcolm was talking about, not, not being as able to, uh, to hold the water retention and stuff. is yep. because you're destroying the meat fibers by either freezing it too slowly or thawing it out too quickly. Nice. Oh, snap. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so, so that's why I don't have a problem uh, cooking frozen briskets. Do it all the time. Right. So, in fact, if I find a good brisket, I'll throw it in there and keep it for six, eight months. Not, not a problem. Not think, not really think, you know, two cents about it. A lot of people say, you know, three months, et cetera. Doesn't bother me. But just not chicken, right? Yeah. Not chicken. Not chicken. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm going to listen yeah. back to this and take notes. Right. But right. yeah, so 45 to 53 days, and I learned that tip from your butcher, David Busca. Nice. Oh, all right. The butcher guy. The butcher. Always trust your butcher. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. This is another question that uh, I gave John that John uh, did not. <clears throat> well, John didn't do a lot of stuff today. <laughs> hey, Sorry, John. Really I'm really not helped, to give you he that helped the other team go get their meat. Oh, this yeah, is true. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Hey, is you all is. have to live with those people. <laughs> this is true. All right. So a trend that I've been seeing all across like social media is this beef tallow. And, and it has to do with briskets and it has to do with making it super tender 
making it the best brisket that you're ever going to have as long as you have this beef tallow to be able to soak your brisket in it. And I've even seen, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, to throw any shade towards anybody, but the mad scientist on YouTube, uh, I think he did a bunch of like comparatives like this, that, with or without the beef tallow. I think he injected the brisket with beef tallow. Really? Hmm. To see if it would make it more juicy or not. And I think he came up with it was like, yeah, beef tallow is the way to go. It makes your brisket more juicy. I, any any thoughts about that, Doug? I mean, is that fact or, or fiction? I mean, I mean, I understand. I mean, when you cook your brisket and if you wrap it, you're going to end up with some type of like au jus and tallow. So they're just using that to leaking. wrap with their brisket basically or what? A lot of well, them like they have it already pre-reduced okay, down. Yeah. Um, I would say no, and 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 here I I haven't done it. I don't plan to. Tallow, like you say, is mostly the fat portion, right? So if you if you have some au jus, you put it in into the refrigerator. You you would you would basically have the au jus on the bottom, and then you'd have a, a layer of tallow on the top, right? Mm -hmm. And from a separation standpoint, it's the this is the same religious question: fat side up, fat side down. So oil oil and water don't mix, right? In the same way that au jus and, and the and the oil and the fat don't mix, so the fat in a brisket is oil. It's made of carbon bonds, so those carbon bonds are really strong. That's why it doesn't mix with the au jus. So, and that's one of the reasons I wrap with foil because I want the the brisk uh, wrapping a brisket in butcher paper. It um, yes, you'll get an advantage a little bit on the bark, right? It breathes a little bit, but when have y'all done brisket uh, in in butcher paper as compared to foil? Mm, yes. Have okay. All right. You notice that when you open up the the butcher paper, it's almost all oil. Yeah. And I don't want my brisket sitting in that oil for two hours. It disgusts me. Um, first of all, and secondly, you're losing all the black gold, the au jus. If you um, do, you all all have a um, au jus, you know, kind of oil separator. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, so perfect. So I I save that brisket. You know, someone wants to inject, they can in bris, uh, inject some of the brisket au jus on on the next time, along with some of their phosphates or whatever they're they're injecting with. When when I wrap, I usually either use old brisket au jus that I have frozen that I'll uh, unfreeze. Um, in fact, in my in my uh, head country recipe, that's that's my suggested option is is using old. Uh, brisket au jus and and using that in your in your burn-in sauce but it but anyway so i keep that and uh, i'll use it for a lot of different things that au jus if you i know none of us ever overcook our brisket right mm, but never you'll be the only one that knows if you use that uh au jus you know oil fat separator and and put that brisket juice over the brisket you'll be the only one that really knows that the brisket's overcooked nice that is true. That is awesome. Yeah. That is. And, and, and you also put it, you know, when you use a super saver, just put some au jus in there and it sucks it up and it just goes back into the meat. So, and, you know, you know, basically just puts a big blanket of au jus around it when you, when you put that soup, the brisket in a super saver. Yeah. And that's the number one, like, proponent of us uh, using foil as opposed to doing the, the, the paper. I mean... We always like experiment. Hey, let's do this, and I think we still want to do a little more experimenting with doing the the the, the butcher paper. But 
you got to have that 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 ajou, that that black gold. I mean, right. Yeah. When when you pull that Absolutely. brisket out and it has all that juice and you separate that and you can just get the ajou out of it and you dip the brisket in, it tastes like nothing that you've ever had before. It's you're oh, just like I, I use it in chili, I use it in beans, I use it in all kinds of stuff. I've got probably is. six cups frozen gold. in my in, John, in my fri- in edit, my freezer. Edit that out, John. Right? Can you swing some of that by the house? Edit we need some out. this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it in your coffee. Here, look, and 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 I I don't know if I've I've told y'all this or not. I know that uh, Denny had. Uh, I think she looked at my recipe and stuff after after I was on last time and stuff, and um, uh, only use one rub on the bottom of your brisket, even if you use three on the top. Okay. Okay. And and the reason is, and I forgot who I learned this from. It might have been Malcolm or somebody that I heard say this on a on an interview. It's be, uh, my au jus was getting too salty, and mm. I'm I'm a three rub guy on my brisket, and um, of course SPG is always always the foundation, and then I'll I'll vary on the other two rubs. But anyway, so I use SPG on the bottom. But when you put all three on there, it makes your algae way too salty. Okay. Good Lord, that's a knowledge bomb. No, I, I, I can see that. But what do you say for the people that use like eight rubs? <laughs> <laughs> eight rubs. Using too many rubs. Eight, eight, eight rubs and, and, they, and they pack them in. Right. You're not going to get a smoke ring. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yeah, that. I would that agree with you. They're yeah. probably. Yeah. I Yeah, don't, you know. I, don't pack your your rub, but yeah, I I use you know on my steaks I use four rubs. Not that I'm using a heavy rub, but um, yeah, on my brisket I use use three, maybe sometimes four. Yeah, so I I, I would agree with you, um, and, and not because I just want to kiss your butt or anything else. No, uh, argue with me. No, I like no, it, but yeah. I would agree with you. I, I, I we are, we have always been probably a four. We're a four rub. Yeah, uh pretty much four. whatever right yeah yeah i probably for like i don't know the last 20 years four four rubs every once in a while five but four rubs probably the max um yep. but we always go light on um one side and then we go heavy on the other side yeah so heavy just, heavy on the meat side yeah then, hopefully yep. right. yeah and then but yeah so just use one that's all you need i mean i know craig sherry when when he nor does his briskets a lot of times he doesn't even put rub on the on the fat side but yeah i i always it's do. just gonna render yeah it's it is gonna it's render gonna but, go, oh, you know, i mean and plus it's, it's gonna go but anyway so I, I just do because i know that's just kind of the salt level that i like and when you put a rub down put the salty rub first put it put the salt rub down first whether it's a steak whether it's ribs, whatever, put that one down because that that'll actually absorb a little bit into the meat and it'll help with moisture retention. Yep, and I and, and truthfully, uh, I, I have not been. Uh, I used to be a uh, season like the night before, uh, no. and then and then, but here, it becomes too salty. It changes the flavor of the brisket. I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I I'm I'm a big proponent of the uh, season. I don't know an hour. Uh, before you go to put on, um, if, if, if that's to me, it's my go-to. To be honest with you, I I, I do not like the season the night before. Um, yeah, it, and I've done it with ribs, and they've come out hammy. You know, I mean, really, they they tasted like a cured ham. But um, I I um, yeah, I'm a rub it and. 
put it up directly on the grill or in the case of brisket and I've got a freezer or a really cold ice chest next to me, I'll rub it and put it in that ice chest. I want it to go on the, um, the pit as cold as possible. It, and, and that may be more my, my cooking technique and cooking on a Traeger, et cetera. You know, you, you, you need to cook it a little longer on the Traeger to get a better smoke ring. And I want it as cold as possible when it goes on the Traeger. Right. Gives it more chance to absorb that smoke. Exactly. Well, exactly. So, you know, if you're starting, gonna, yeah. 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 If you're starting at 60, 70, that, that's, that's 30 degrees that you've lost when you put it on at, you know, 30, 35 to 40. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, but I, I've seen, like, you know, where we, we've seasoned the brisket, you know, let's say the night before, uh, and especially on a, a cool night, maybe not have to worry about it so much, uh, but uh, on you season the night before, and then uh, you, you've got uh, basically that salt kind of sitting on top. It starts to pull the, the, the moisture out of the brisket, and then you start seeing that, that reverse osmosis where you get the salt going back down into the brisket. Hopefully it's pulling that seasoning down. But every time I do this, I just feel like I get more of a saltier. I get more. The brisket itself doesn't stand out to me the way uh, that brisket should be. It's more of a saltier, more of a brinier yeah. brisket. I guess well, you you're say. yeah, you're you're brining basically that top yeah. eighth eighth of an inch or so. So absolutely, yeah, it's it's going to have a lot of salt in that in that top layer for sure. So, but no, I'm, I'm a rub it, you know, 30 minutes or so before, but, um, you know, let it sweat a little bit, but, uh, and then get it right on the pit. I agree. But, you yep. know, yeah, put it, put it, put it in a cooler if you can. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Hey, we're getting towards the, uh, end of the interview here and we always ask the same thing to everybody towards the end of the interview. And I think last time we said that your barbecue fail was probably like one of the top 10 barbecue fails we'd ever heard. I think it was the one where it was getting, your pit was getting towed away or something. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, uh, yeah I used that <laughs> one and then and then at the Royal as well. Yeah, so now we got to ask again, what's another big it's, barbecue it's, fail? It's, again, it's going to be competition. It could be at home cooking. It could be anything. Yeah, anything. Um, I am going to say... Well, I've got, I've got, you know, everyone always has two, you know, and I, I listened to, to Freedom, so Derek, this, uh, yesterday that, who was on, uh, I didn't realize he was on, on y'all's podcast and stuff. He is such a humble guy. I, I love, you know, we always say, oh, we've got two or we've got, you know, is this a marathon or whatever? So, <laughs> um, I've got two and I'm going to go with, I made a mistake you know, we, we've talked about, you know, having a grease fire and fires and stuff. And so maybe I'll save that one for another time. But I made a mistake of agreeing to go to a kosher cook-off. What does that even mean? What, what does that consist what? of? I'm curious. Uh, I love this. Yes. This was a mistake. Someone asked me, a kosher cook-off, you know, uh, at a Jewish synagogue, yep. they hold a, and there's only a few in the state of Texas. And so one of them was, was one of the larger ones is, is here in San Antonio. And I'm like, sure, I'll go to the kosher cook-off, well, what, <laughs> whatever. I, and, and I jokingly, and, you know, don't send me the hate emails and stuff like that. I swear I'm half Jewish from being at this kosher cook-off, which turned out to be a five-day extravaganza Holy for, just, That's for, awesome. for a 40-team kind of deal. I Heck mean, yeah. load-in was on Wednesday. So we had load-in Wednesday, and they they had an 18-wheeler there, 
and they had basically we didn't we didn't cook pork obviously so they had kosher briskets they had chickens and then they had uh salmon so those those were the three the three meats that that we were cooking we couldn't get any of our rubs approved we had a certain selected one hour time to to use their rubs and basically put all your your rubs together for your three different meats and and then you selected your meats and then you put them back onto the 18 wheeler okay so i knew i was probably in trouble when wednesday we had load in and then thursday was was doing your rubs picking your meat and then having the rabbi and um and or their assistant casher your your grill and i'm like oh, that's right okay that's right so cashering yeah cashering is basically because i've put cooked non-kosher stuff on my grills right so they take they take you know one of the uh you know the texas toothpicks and basically flame that thing at over 500 degrees and basically take and scrape everything off the inside of your grill and and you know down to the to the metal and so that was an experience doing it so i wasted another four or five hours on thursday then on friday we had the cooks meeting where they read from leviticus and how how cashering cash you know in in the temple we were in the temple and i was like whoa i'm knee deep into this now and um then so then friday you know basically saturday's a a holy day right so 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 the cook-off was actually sunday so then on friday i'm out there kind of looking at my grills and stuff and during the cashering process they, you know, on the the older Traegers, I think I had a Pro 34 at the time. The temperature probe is on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Well, when they had scraped, they had scraped and, and basically broken off the temperature probe. Mm-hmm. So my, my Pro 34 wouldn't work. And so, so I had my wife bring a brand new, at that time I was making a Ugly Drum Smokers as well. You know, for friends, because I actually used to cook on Ugly Drum Smokers and stuff. So I had her bring a brand new Ugly Drum Smoker in the back of uh, her Prius uh, to the cook-off because (laughs) the cashering was over. I couldn't bring another grill in unless it was brand new. If it was brand new, it was okay. And and, uh, so she brought that over. And then I talked to the rabbi asking him if I could use... I had to get the rabbi's blessing if if I was able to use any of the um, rubs that you know may have artificial flavors, which that was denied, and it was denied twice. And but I you know asked him about alcohol and bourbon and stuff like that. Oh no, alcohol even though it has artificial flavor is fine. So you know the, right. there are rules, and then there's different rules. But but anyway, some of the some of the teams were able to use. Some of their their uh, artificial flavored uh, um, rubs and stuff, and so. But anyway, it, we we did cook on on uh, Sunday, and you know cooked our salmon and on on my new barrel that stank forever after cooking. I don't know. <laughs> and the salmon was whole. We actually had to flay oh, the salmon as part of this exercise. <laughs> so luckily, the person that asked me, her husband was a was a chef. And uh, he he did that for us, but uh, we you know even though we were uh, I guess goy is the non-Jewish term, right? Yeah. Even though we were goy, we we finished third in People's Choice and uh, and second in brisket. But um, 
that was a five-day extravaganza, and that was a mistake. I shouldn't ever have agreed to a <laughs> kosher bitten off more than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I failed, but it sounds like you did pretty well. So, no. well, we did. It did, but it was a learning experience. And and I've been asked several times since then, and the answer has been no. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I have so much to say about this, uh, only because it, it is it's it's a. Um, First of all, it's definitely a learning experience, right? For, for entering something, you're like, I have no idea what this is going to be when, like. When you have fails, up. it's right. learning sure. experiences. Sure. But at the same time, the memories and the interactions that you had, yeah. to me, is just, it's priceless yeah. at that point, right? These are the learning so, experiences. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I love well, that. Yeah. When, love when, that. when you screw it up badly, it's a learning experience and you remember it a lot, sometimes a lot more than the successes, you know, the, or at least the mid-level successes. Sure. But, uh, sure. you know, it was fun. I've done it once and, and uh, yeah, it was just an, a, a whole totally interesting experience and stuff. So I couldn't believe I couldn't use my own reps too. But, but you know, breaking my Traeger was, that was, that was, uh, that wasn't good. <laughs> Mm. That wasn't good. Mm. I love it. I'm so ignorant love of that it. stuff. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can just use kosher salt. That's fine. That's <laughs> it. What else do you want? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it, it, and, and there is a there is a, 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 a HEB here. They, they call the 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 Jew bee, and that's what they call it. I'm just saying. Yeah. But it's the Jewish bee and uh, HEB, and they have a wall, and it has a wall of all kosher stuff. Uh, so oh, very cool. Those, yeah. So those that were actually okay and and could be approved, but you know the normal stuff that's in the you know in the the aisles, you know, parallel to the to the uh, the front. The but yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> but it yeah, it those was, aren't it was actually very you can't very interesting. And I've been blessed. But, yeah, I do remember reading from Leviticus though. That was a life changing. <laughs> <moment. Yeah. laughs> that's very cool. And now he's a rabbi. Very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Jewish, my my Jewish uh, best friend here in San Antonio doesn't think it's funny when I tell him I'm half Jewish because I <laughs> attended that. that <laughs> yeah, well, we we appreciate it, uh, Rabbi Doug. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So yeah, he he probably won't like that I'm going to a sausage class this this weekend as well. But, uh, <laughs> probably not. Uh, that is awesome. Anyway, so yeah. I do have to throw a movie reference in there because that's kind of what I do. Um, so Robin Hood Minutes, Mel Brooks. Oh, uh-huh. dude! Yes. You know he's in there. He's like this sack. You know this sacrifice wine. He's like, hey, we're going to bless everything till we get for snicket. What does for snicket mean? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if yeah. they went over that yeah, Leviticus. Yeah. I don't think that <laughs> was <laughs> part of his training. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. It was sacramental wine. I don't know. Yeah. Right. We can bless the birds. There's birds here. Well, uh, the, the, the dichotomy of being able to drink alcohol, which has artificial flavors in it, I like that. You know, that was that was actually <laughs> right, a right, right. You know, That's what so got I you didn't through. complain about that. Just not but seasonings I thought on the, You know, yeah, got it, you, you know, got was, you. Okay. yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, so but yeah, those so yeah. Just keep your eyes open if you get asked to to cook in a in a kosher contest. Yeah. <laughs> Say no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or say yes. Well, or or let somebody else lead the charge and then help. That's the team, right. Sort of thing. So because it was kind of an experience sort of thing, you know. And I normally don't like those people choices, you know, where where you actually have to serve, you know, food to the yeah. masses Ugh. and then people vote and and things. But um, uh, you know, sometimes it's actually pretty neat and stuff. So. Nice. But, um, before we say goodbye, uh, I have one final question. 
Uh, we do have a cook-off this weekend, and we are doing a cook's choice. And Ooh. in your opinion, what would be the best cook's choice that you could make? Not that we could make, but what would be your go-to Yeah, and if it's your choice? go-to, what is the recipe? <laughs> right, right. Um, so is it uh, basically, it's a cook's choice where it's it's the people are voting and you're feeding the masses? Nope, nope. you're, it's you're a, feeding it's judges. A, yeah, it's a, it's a judged... Um, oh, it's judge. Category. No, yep. see, that's different. That, yeah, so it's not the 500 people or 1,000 people yep. that are attending. Mm-hmm. No? No, 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 it's no. not. It's like, it's going to be the same. Nine like, judges. Seven yeah. or nine yeah. uh, pieces. Uh, okay, so it's just whatever. like a normal turn-in. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, a normal. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Wow. It's on the spot, too. I, is, I know. It on, is it on Friday night? It's on Friday night. Saturday? As Friday we're, night. As we're getting there trying to Friday set up night, as well. Nine o'clock at night. Yeah. A lot of people are going to do steaks for that, right? Yep. I, th- I think yep. so. Yeah. I, you know, during the COVID, I've actually been cooking a lot of lamb. Ooh. And and uh, do you know Joe Castillo, the worm? I don't he's, think so. He's there. He's there in there in Houston. He cook. He used to cook a lot, et cetera. We, I was at the World Food Championships, and he cooked some lamb. And so I've been on a a quest the last four years to try to replicate his lamb because it was the best lamb I've ever had. The the little uh, if you go to Costco, you can they have the the lamb racks that are like twenty one, twenty three dollars, etc. Oh, gosh, it's this weekend. You can still practice, though. Um, You know, they're not gamey because I don't like gamey wild meat or anything like that. Um, I cook it like a steak, a reverse seared steak. So mm. you, what's today, Wednesday? Yeah, you'd have one night to practice, but yeah, I would do something like that. Nice. nice. And and yeah. you, 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 so then you could cut it and you could plate it real well, and it would look nice in the box. That's that's actually one of the things I may I may do. How are you seasoning your lamb? Um, I cook it like a steak. Yeah. Okay, so just salt and pepper and whatever else. Yeah. Like a like an seasons. SCA like an SCA type yeah. steak. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like an SCA type steak. So nice. you know, use some white lightning at the end. Oh, yeah. um, you know, use use uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different steak rubs out there, but you know, so I'd use two, three different different rubs. Salt is fine. Lamb can handle salt just like a tri tip can. And uh, so I'd I'd cook it like a steak, you know, and, and it wouldn't be too long, right? So you'll you'll cook that thing in an hour, hour and 20 minutes and then then heat the grill up put it on a um, cast iron you know griddle is that is that how y'all re- reverse here yep yep okay or, yeah yeah so get a griddle hot use duck fat and then get that thing you know for you know 450 or so and then uh and then do the Sear top off. and then and then do the bottom and then just you know cook it to about i cook lamb to a little hotter i cook it not 135, but more like 140, 141 or so, and uh, and then in measure the temperature in the middle of that of that, and then uh, so it should be about 138 there, and then on the ends it'll probably be about 140, 142. So uh, do that and give that a try. Nice. That'd yeah. be something different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've done some reverse here to uh, lamb. What do you call them? Lollipops or whatever. They're we have. They're freaking good. They're really good. Yeah, they are. They are, and so then you know people can cut, and the presentation would be very nice, and it'd be something different. 
you, you damn sure no one's going to be doing that. There's going to be a lot of ribeyes that are going to be turned in. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you're at a SCA, just right, who has yeah. the best steak. Right, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So so do the best steak, except do it on lamb. Right, do something different. Then even if you don't get first, you'll be top three. Right? I feel like they give you something points, different. though, if you just do something different. I think so, like, You know what I mean? Maybe. But, I mean, there's just so many different things out there that people are trying and – and and we went to one where the, where the the best one was like they did snapper, like that was the you best. Know, oh. That's what they always say, but you who know? knows that that's the truth? We've also had no, people say it was a pop tart. I'm like that's not true. Some people do dessert. <laughs> Sometimes they outlaw yeah. dessert in those yeah. in those chef yeah, choice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, very cool. Hey, we definitely appreciate the the fact that you actually said yes twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Thank is, you. Hey, I can't believe I'm the first. Yeah, well, yeah. to be honest with you, you're are, the first. You we're actually the first. we're actually not sure if anybody else will say yes. No, we, we, we've got uh, we've got Jess Piles coming on for her second time in Jess, a couple weeks here. Jess that, is that coming is back on. It's That's hard right. for them to get me to come back on the podcast. Right. So. Well, <laughs> we try to close the garage, but you show up. <laughs> right. That full cooler of beer helps. Right yeah. It does of, of the St. Arnold's, right? That's St. right. Arnold's. Bud Light, homie. Bud yeah. Light. <laughs> hey, we definitely appreciate the fact you said yes. And again, oh, like, thank it's, you. It's an experience because, Doug, I'm not going to lie to you. You're the smartest person in barbecue that I know. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you for that. So, so yeah. I mean, I I I love the, your method. I love the fact the way that you just go through things. Um, and uh, again, thank you. I, absolutely, I do everything for a reason, and and so I kind of want to know the science usually behind the reason or why I'm doing it. And that's that's just the way I I treat barbecue and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, I think uh, you know Derek mentioned that you know he had the the barbecue brief, briefing and stuff. And so I actually went through, I think two one and a half hour sessions with him on that uh, early on. So he's got those in the can. So we'll we'll see. It'd be interesting to see if those are ever. And I went into a lot of the different processes on all the different meats. Well, hey Doug, we definitely appreciate. The Doug Shiting going rogue part do do part do part do duo yeah I appreciate it because I went I listened to the first one I'm like gosh you know and 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 not to kiss y'all's butt but we covered a lot of stuff in the we first did. one <laughs> from from start to finish and that's why I was like hmm, I wonder what we're going to talk about in the second one <laughs> <laughs> well wait till the third one yeah, yeah. right, right. Third. Yeah. no no problem i'll be i will definitely be on for the third one so i i had so much fun and i listened back to it and i'm like gosh we covered a lot and i had super energy we'll make that, sure that, we'll make sure interview. john's not trying to ghost you this next time <laughs> so. uh, uh, no offense to malcolm but as i put in my text i was getting malcolm <laughs> <laughs> hey doug really quick where, where can the people get a hold of you if they want to get, get a hold of you and chit chat about barbecue or just what's going on with head country and, and i know you got the all recipe uh, stuff uh Working, uh, work where the people can work in the game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, basically, in all things uh, social, I'm rogue cookers. So, whether it's Facebook, I don't really do TikTok, but um, uh, Instagram, I do post every day on, on Instagram. Um, and then Twitter, I, I post most days. And then uh, I actually just started uh, getting into Clubhouse a little bit as well. So, I'm rogue cookers on all, th- on all different social media platforms. Okay, and now I have to look up Clubhouse. We, so have, we don't know what that is. is. Yeah, right. I have to look that up. That that's um, uh, Danielle Divacue has gotten me into that a little bit. So I, I'm actually learning a few things. It's basically a um, 
um, an audio type type situation. So I can be working and and there's different topics in groups and stuff. And so she hosts one every every morning from I think it's six to eight. I normally join at seven or so, and it's different topics. And so I'll join on the ones that uh, uh, Friday. Well, you, that's that's a cook day for y'all. But um, Friday is on competition barbecue, by the way. So she has okay. different nice. topics every day. We have Wi Fi. All right. Yeah, we'll we have Wi-Fi. the drive down there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. Where is the cook off again, guys? Uh, Livingston. Yeah, yes. Livingston. Yeah, Texas. Going, yeah. Livingston. Oh, okay. It's okay. a. Um, uh, I'm not sure how many teams are going to be there, but I've, I don't know. I've heard there, there could some heavy be hitters there. some heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, is it CBA or IBCA? IBCA. IBCA. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. going to be heavy IBCA. hitters because we're okay. going to be there. That's right. This is true. Exactly. Yes. The ones to watch out for. So, well, good luck. Do well, and when you uh, get top three in uh, in uh, Chef's Choice, let me know. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely definitely we will. Seriously, I want to know. Yes. I want to know. <laughs> I love it. All right, appreciate it, Doug. Doug. Guys, thank you so much. Always enjoy. Take it, care. Man. We'll talk thank to you. Later. Thanks, buddy. All right, yep. take care. Freaking love that dude. That dude is phenomenal. He's so great. He's awesome. Super smart. Yeah. We can just have Doug on every week. Every right. week. I mean, it, it well, just there's be, a reason why he's I'm on the barbecue central show. Like. All yeah, the I know, time. I know. Yeah, yeah. No, no he'll be our so first. It's not like we're trying to yeah. steal him away from them. But here's the deal: I feel like the Barbecue Central show <laughs> is a great show. It is. And, and, I like the show. It's a great show. They're doing great things. But man, we I, have to like get him yeah. away from them. But do, <laughs> we have to have him. <laughs> our show. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we just replaced Matt with Doug, right? Yeah, right. Uh, that right. would work. Right. I don't. Hey, listen. If you look around the table here, we get one extra microphone stand. This is true. Just for Doug. That's for Doug. I I feel like uh, that dude is cool, man. Commute in from San Antonio. Right. I feel like we we just he kind of alluded to a little bit. He's like, "What are we going to talk about? We already we already talked about a lot of the the competition stuff." Hey, you know, he just wants to go off the off the wall. This is just a barbecue roundtable. We're we're just out here just discussing stuff and having fun. We talk about barbecue with each other almost every day. We can definitely talk about barbecue with him. Yeah, and, and, come and, and I for think a second time. I, so for him, I mean, so so Doug is very uh, uh, what smart. Is it? Hey, very o- smart for sure. Oriented. I mean, like, it's like, hey, so is there a topic? The dude's I mean, so, a scientist. Well, I, I know he is, but but I'm just saying that, like, he, yeah, he's he very, wants like, a plan. Is, is there is there a plan for this? Or yeah, we just walk Right, like you said, he does everything uh, with a purpose. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. Study so, a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe that's what like barbecue with a purpose. Yeah. I love this. Wait, are you saying that, that should be the name of this? I was just thinking that myself, Because you don't get to pick. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at the name of the last episode that this went out. It was yeah. called I Picked the Name of the Episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That hey, was for you. Saying. Barbecue the Purpose. It's out there. It's no, out there. I, I already know the name of this next episode. Mm. Late. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not picking that. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. Alden, uh, before we cut this thing off, short, yeah. loose, whatever you want to call, um, can you let the people know the business, uh, where they can get a hold of us? Y'all know where to go. Depends on what you want. So I saw a thing today, and I was very encouraged mm-hmm. by some shirts Versus that, that, our, that our competition got today. Ooh. And they got them from Chicks to Smoke website. So the people need to go to our website and go buy our merchandise. Right? What, what is our website? Our merchandise, our website is uh, grabbingthebrisket.com. Man, you can go buy everything there. You can buy TVs. You can buy, uh, can't buy TV. Nope. That's <laughs> ATVs. Not nope. 
Can't buy that either. Can they buy oh. bitcoins there? You cannot nope. buy bitcoins. You cannot buy bitcoin. Right. No, uh, yeah. I'm no. not sure you can buy a whole lot there. Uh, <laughs> I you will definitely, sell you, you definitely my pick up a couple coin. of shirts. This is but true. you can see everything, man. Our badass faces. You can, go check our bios out. Go look at our thing. Go to our Instagram. Go to our TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. go to all those places. Also, I did just update some stuff on there this week with some of our partners and sponsors. Where if you go there, you can get the discounts on the Dow Strong or the Cooley Nation. Oh, if nice. you need to get there some, it is. some koozies, nice. all that stuff should automatically take you to the discount now. So this is true. That is the business. So guys. John is super smart. Yeah, yeah, even I if that. I show up late, I'm still working on shit. Love it. Love Grabbing the brisket.com. Go there. You can find everything you need. <laughs> there it is. Boom. Love it. You guys know what? What it's time for? I've enjoyed talking barbecue with you guys. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Hey. Later, guys. Appreciate Matt. it. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Or we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.